Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Make Music. My name is Alicia Renice and I'm so happy that you are here. Do y'all hear that? Y'all hear them? The cicadas are in full effect here on the East Coast. And you know, I've been dipping and dodging them, running from the door to the car, trying not to let it land on me, all that good stuff. But you know, it's kind of a beautiful ceremony that this that this insect does every 17 years, comes out of the ground, you know, sees the world anew and then mates and then dies. You know, it's kind of sad, but it's actually kind of beautiful. And so I've been trying to um, sit here and just like, you know, listen to them. One landed on my window and I could hear the music that they make. And it's actually kind of cute. The music that they make, like to mate, is really, really cute. I mean, but anyway, that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> but I wanted to share a video. It's actually the audio from the video I have on my YouTube channel. If you're not following me there, be sure to follow me on there. But I'm sharing with you the formula for a hit song. So, you know, there's a reason why you listen to the radio and all the songs sound alike. There's a reason why there's a market for this type of song. And I want to get into that. So without further ado, enjoy this episode and I will talk to you all soon. Hi, friends. My name is Alicia Renice. I am a multi-passionate creative and singer-songwriter here to encourage you to build a creative business and creative life of your dreams, whatever that dream may look like. So when you listen to the radio, you hear songs that kind of sound alike. There's something about them that seems similar to the last song you listened to, and sometimes it can feel like they all sound the same. Now, these songs are usually what people deem as hits, and so these hits, they play on the radio, and you're used to the feel of them, the rhythm of them. And I wanna tell you why there's a secret formula to those songs. But before we get into that, be sure to like, share, subscribe, leave a comment below. Check out the link in my description that says Independent Artist Toolkit. And it's something for, to help you along your creative journey. And also for my Black Girl Creatives, the Black Girl Creative Toolkit is in the link in the description as well. Be sure to like the no notification bell so you get notified when I go live and when I share new content here on the platform. So let's talk about the formula for a hit song. So like I said, when you hear the radio or even some Spotify playlists, all the songs kind of sound similar. There's something about the songs that kind of just like feel like, oh, it's just easy to flow, right? And I feel like that's the point of why they deem these songs as hits. They're easily digestible. You don't have to think about how they're made. You don't have to think about like working through, trying to figure out what they're saying or what's gonna come next. And I'm gonna give you the formula for a hit song. So you ready? So here we go. So the formula for a hit song, you have an introduction of a song. So that could be the music, the instrumental. Um, it could be someone like opening with vocals, like just the intro of the song that just kind of gets you primed for the feel of the song. Like it could be a beat, it could be something that makes you feel like, okay, we're about to do this thing, right? The next part is the first verse. So the first verse of the song is, you know, introducing you to the kind of the theme of the song. It's introducing you to the story. It's really just like setting you up like once upon a time, you know, in a land far, far away, just that kind of feel. The, the first verse gives you that feel. Then you might have a pre-chorus and this is not for every song. So for example, in the song Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, um, people always told me, be careful what you do, something like that. That part is the pre-chorus. So it's not really the chorus because the chorus is like, Billie Jean is, it's what everybody remembers. So the pre-chorus is kind of getting you amped up and getting you ready like, oh, we're waiting for the beat to drop to go into the chorus. That's the pre-chorus's job, to prime you for the chorus. And then you have the chorus of the song. So the chorus of the song is the main theme. It's the main idea. It's like, you know, the theme of a story. When you think of, again, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, Billie Jean is not my lover. You hear the first verse where he's bringing in the story, the pre-chorus, you know, oh, you know, people always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. And then you go into the theme of the song where he's trying to prove his case that Billie Jean is not his lover. I don't know who Billie Jean is, but yeah, she's not his lover. <laughs> so, so yeah, so then you have the chorus. So the chorus of the song is usually what people remember. It's the catchy part. It's the part that makes you feel like, yes, we're doing it. We're in, we're in the song, right? 
Then you have the second verse, which kind of supports the first verse, right? So the first verse was bringing you in. The second verse is bringing more tension. It's kind of like, you know, bringing you along. So not only now are you in a land far, far away, but now you're at the table with the three bears or Goldilocks, I guess Goldilocks and the, and the three bears. Um, and now you're like, oh, the tension is rising. Stuff is happening, right? And then again, you have another pre-course. If you want to have a pre-course, it's not, um, you don't have to have it. Um, but a lot of people do have it in leading you into the course again. So then you have, so going with me, right? Introduction, first verse, pre-chorus, chorus, second verse, pre-chorus, chorus, right? Then you have the bridge. So the bridge is something that sounds completely different from the rest of the song. Like the mood changes, it's kind of the climax, right? If you think about storytelling, the climax of the song, it's like, oh, everything's breaking down, like the truth is coming out, we're finally getting to a resolution. We spent all this time building tension in our song, and now we're at the bridge where it's like, oh my God, it's do or die, what are we gonna do? This is really happening, right? Everything's getting big. Um, and so you'll find that in a lot of songs. I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, when you think of Paramore, right? Um, you are the only exception. When she talks about I've got a tight grip on reality, but I can't let go of what's in front of me here. Right? That's the part of the song where everything explodes. That's the part of the song where it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm torn because she spent all this time talking about how she had her heart broken or witnessed her parents have their heart broken and how she gave up on love. But this person is the only exception to that. The pers this person is the only person who, lit the who she lit in her heart. And so in this bridge where everything's exploding, you know, I'm trying to get a tight grip on reality, but I can't let go of, of what's in front of me here. You know what I mean? I know you're leaving in the morning when I wake up, but leave me with some kind of proof it's not a dream. Because she had all this time to think about how people have failed her, but this one person makes her feel alive and feel like she's in love. And then you, you kind of come to another resolution where she's like really thinking about this, where it's the chorus again. You got it? <laughs> you got it right. The chorus is next. And again, it's, you know, you are the only exception, right? And then so she goes on and on and on. And then you have the outro, which could be the chorus faded out or like the Paramore song, it could be, and I'm on my way to believing, right? So the song, so the story's not really over, but she's telling you that her journey with finding love and finding a lover has resolved, you know? Like he has, you know, brought some sunshine into her heart where it was cold. And that's where she leaves off in the song. So again, to break it down in simpler terms, a formula for a hit song is introduction of the song, instrumental, vo vocals, whatever it is. In in instrumental um, is usually more common with hit songs, especially like pop music. It's usually like instrumentals or like synth or something. Um, then you have the verse one, setting up the story, setting the intention, set creating the setting exactly. Three, a pre-chorus or a chorus. Then you have the chorus. <laughs> Then you have verse two, which is supporting verse one. And then you have the pre-chorus again into the chorus. And then you have the bridge. And then you have the chorus again into the outro or resolution. So do you have to use this in a song? No. There are a lot of songs that I have not used and there are a lot of songs that don't use this formula. And that's okay. And they still turn out to be great songs. Think of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody follows no rules. Like they're just out there. It's different genres of music within one song. I guess it's all kind of rock, but either way, it's different genres in one song. And so this song still is a bop. <laughs> like it still is a great song and it doesn't follow that formula. But when, you come to, when it comes to getting your song on the radio though, right? Songs tend to need to follow this method to create a song.
And it doesn't mean that you have to, I, I hate when people force bridges in songs. Like it always feels like this isn't supposed to be here. Like you, you all just kind of went into a totally different thing. So I don't do stuff that feels forced to me, but there are songs that I have that do follow this formula because it makes sense, because it is a story and I need some sort of resolution. What some other people might do is just put a third verse in where the bridge is to kind of bring everything together. You know, instead of changing the music or the tempo or the feel of it, right? You still present that inf information, but you just put it in another verse. So I'm hoping this makes sense. I hope you're going with me here. And I really want you to understand that you write the music that you feel like you need to write. Now, if you want to, you know, do pop singles and, you know, get picked for playing your music on the radio, then yes, there are some formulas you should follow. But it's not a rule and you don't have to follow those rules to create great music. There are a lot of great songs that do not follow that rule. I mean, just think about James Brown. Almost every single one of his songs does not follow that rule. Um, but a lot of songs you hear like Motown, right? There is the intro, the first verse, the chorus, the second verse, the chorus, the bridge, and the chorus again. A lot of those songs are like that. And that's because that was, that's what was told like, oh, this is the makers of a great song. But we're getting into a place where people have more freedom to create the music they want to create. And I feel like you should be able to do the same. So ultimately, I hope that you got something from this. If you did, let me know what you think. Leave a comment below, leave a question. I can answer it for you. If you're not clear about stuff, please ask me. I will do another video on this. Um, and yes, be sure to get the Independent Musician Toolkit at the link in the description. And for my Black Girl Creatives, get the Black Girl Creative Toolkit to help you just take a little rest, a little vacation to recover and reclaim your creativity. And until next video, you all, make sure you watch the next video because if you like this one, you might like this one. So I'll talk to you all soon.